shit. This ain't a dream, we really live this shit. Don't intervene, yo, we with this shit. That's where the most high, we the most live. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. What is up, We are back. We are bringing you another episode of Silver Screen Breakdowns. We're breaking down Bill and Ted's bogus journey. I'm one of your hosts with the most. I'm Alex. I go by the Fantasy Football Hustler. Hey, I'm Bogey, and I go by the dudes on this one. <laughs> the dude. Nelson Times in L.A., I go by Nelson Times, guys. There we go, and we got a special <laughs> guest on the pod today, our homie Corey from Big Dumb Movie Podcast, making his triumphant return. He was on last year when we broke down. Make some noise! Corey! Hey! He was on the 90s classic, Earth Ninja. And what up, Corey? Station! Station! <laughs> Hopefully that didn't blow out your eardrums. Hello, thank you guys so much for having me. I'm Corey from the Big Dumb Movie Podcast, back again to talk about another 90s classic, and I'm so excited. I only ask the riveting questions. Corey, let me ask you, how big and dumb is it? Yes. How big and dumb is this one? No, I mean, yeah, I mean, just in general, the podcast. Yours. I just want the people to know a little bit about it. <laughs> yeah, maybe there's a little bit of false advertising there, because not everything we talk about is big and dumb, but a lot of it is. It's mostly movies that me and my co-hosts remember from growing up, and right. we cover a lot of your big pop movies. We cover your Batmans, your Terminators, your RoboCops, all the classics. If you're a millennial like me and you grew up on certain movies, I think it's the right <laughs> podcast for you. But there's a very special episode of Big Dumb Movie that Alex Huss was on, and it was probably one of my favorites from that year, and that is, of course, Kazam, the Shaquille O'Neal genie movie. Yeah, I remember Not that. Not be confused with the one that doesn't exist starring Sinbad. <laughs> it does exist. I saw it. I saw it. <laughs> to this I say, produce it. Well, to this I say, Mandela effect. Okay. <laughs> There, Mandela. Hey, Corey, this is for you. Kwan Su, dudes. Oh, absolutely. I got Ernie Reyes Jr. joining us today. You can see him behind me. Yeah. That's my, my framed, signed photo of him. There we go. Oh, you know what's dope? dope is I'm from San Jose, California, and the neighboring city, it's a small city, is called Milpitas. And that's where they, him and his dad had the first dojo that I was aware of. I'm pretty sure he has a bunch of them, or at least maybe in the 90s, but... Yeah, and I knew a bunch of kids that trained there, and he would be there at all the events, and he would sign autographs and whatnot. And he was like, he was the real deal, man. It was, and that was probably the first time I was ever as a kid, like starstruck, because we went to one of the karate tournaments or whatever. I don't know what their form of martial arts is per se, but we went to one of their tournaments because they had some of the homeboys in there and whatnot. And we go in that motherfucker, and he's there. I'm probably like, I don't know, twelve maybe at the time and i'm tripping bro because you know i've already seen guys like steve young a number of times like in the grocery store and shit like that oh, steve young yeah because he lived in, in the country club like right up the hill like from the ghetto like where i'm from <laughs> yeah. and, shit. and that's how big surf ninjas and teenage mutant ninja turtles too were that exactly Ernie, because Ernie, i was starstruck because of ninja turtles bro he, and oh, the yeah. fact that that was the first time on screen I ever saw somebody that was like me. He was Filipino. Matter of fact, it, it, like him and like Leia Salonga, 
she did she sang a whole new world or she was the she sang that for jasmine oh yeah we held on to these motherfuckers because they're like yeah we're in the industry you know what i mean yeah, shout out to John Peacock. He says, sounds badass. Corey, got to check out your pods. For sure, you should. And check out the Kazam so you can hear me on there. And the way that I found them, I was going and searching. Just I was thinking of random movies. And I don't know why Hackers was one that was like just on my mind and in the rotation on Amazon Prime. And I go hit up Apple Pod and I just search like Hackers Movie Review. And the Big Dumb Movie Podcast was one of the first couple that popped up there. So that's I mean, how I got it. Introduced yeah, to the right. big dumb movie pod. Yeah, you got it. You know, so we are a pleasure. It's we are a pleasure. <laughs> that sounded weird. We are <laughs> pleasured. That's even weirder. It's our pleasure. There you go. There you it's go. our pleasure. Yeah, you, know, you, you pulled it together. Yeah, I think you got there. There you go. You know, it's weird. I'm, I'm on mushroom always oh, right yeah. now, so we're good. <laughs> that maybe that's not even weirder admitting that after, huh? <laughs> All right, why don't we jump into this movie? 1991. This is four years removed from Bill and Ted's excellent adventure. Probably the one that was more popular. I guess I kind of gravitate towards some of the stupid sequels. This was definitely one of them. $20 million budget, a box office, 38 mil. So they doubled up. But I think a lot of people think that this one was like a flop. But cult classic, nonetheless. And Corey, you're, one of, the, you're one of the best people I know at Matt. That's not a double up. <laughs> you love this movie that much you're like yeah double up Corey was the one who suggested this one and we all voted on it this one we wanted to do Corey why did you suggest it I refuse to vote give us a blast from the past this movie is it's one of those like perfect movies that I like to podcast on right so it's the kind of movie I discovered in the 90s as a kid by going to video rental stores yeah. sure you all remember video rental stores it wasn't just like something you did like when you streamed it was an experience right going to the video rental store was a whole to do it was like you your know, friday night there not, was letdowns just... sometimes bro what do you mean sometimes you would go and there was letdowns man you had to go and you had to hope that your movie was there because oh, oh yeah right <laughs> you know what i'm saying you might go and be like ah Fine, I guess I'll settle for Bill and Ted's excellent adventure because they're out of the bogus adventure right now. Yeah, this one didn't let me down. I found it in a video rental store and I had this weird perception as a kid and I'll tell you why I had this perception, but I had this idea in my head that the sequels were always better than the original. So whenever I would get interest in a movie, I would get like whatever the sequel was further down the line as possible. So like I didn't watch Prehysteria when I was a kid. I watched Prehysteria 3 because <laughs> I figured 3 is the best one because it's the biggest number and because Terminator 2. People used to always tell me wow, Terminator 2 okay. is the best Terminator. Say, there's gotta be so you know what? I would agree with that, actually. Yeah. yeah. Believe it or not. I agree with that too, based but... on Terminator because I'm yeah. the type, I'm the, like, the polar opposite. When it comes to like, where if I love the original so much, I almost will never even ever fucking watch the sequels. <laughs> and Hustle well, knows. Typically like that, but with Terminator, he's right. The Terminator, two, that was, was the, the first one wasn't nothing like, the first one was more like a horror movie to me. It was, it had more of a horror movie vibe and aesthetic. The second one is amazing, but because I was had little kid logic, I thought that the sequels were always better because yeah. of Terminator 2. So I thought that was the fucking rule. So anyway... I rented Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. I've loved it ever since. I've wanted to talk about it, and I just haven't found a place for it on my podcast. So 
transition over here. Here we are talking about it. Thank you so much, Alex, for having me on. And the rest of you guys, Bogart, Nelson. Yeah. Much appreciated. Absolutely. Yeah. I was looking forward to it. So far, not disappointed. And Peacock said, I didn't have cable growing up, but this movie was always on basic cable whenever I went to a hotel, visiting family members as a kid. I feel like this one was on more than Excellent Adventure. And I no idea why, but I remember. They had a whole entire $2 million they were trying to recoup to make a double up. <laughs> <laughs> Sold to TV. What? Bake said, to be honest, I never saw this movie. Man, you should have lied to me and just said you saw it. You got to go watch Bakes, it. Come on, Bakes. Okay, before we get into this, I do want to say, Keanu Reeves, he's not, I'm pretty sure when people say intense actor, they might not think of him. I do. I think he's one of my favorites. He's like a top 12 to me. And this is one of the, like the, this is actually one of the more, the movies where he's actually doing some acting here. Every, I think in every other movie, he's the same guy, this monotone, like, like he's in speed. The bus, the bus has to stay over 50 right then he's in the matrix i'm the one and then he's in replacements i'm the backup qb and then he's in the stalker i'm a rapist it's the same Wait, guy john wick and john wick he's he killed my dog yeah he killed my dog you have to be silent for most of it yeah. <laughs> you killed my dog and then yeah. we get one of his we have bill and ted <laughs> 69 dudes and Bill and Ted is just a part of this show as any other pop culture sensation. If you're a part of the 420 crew on YouTube, we actually have the 69 Bill and Ted like emoji that you can use since we talk about sports and fantasy football. Anytime that we can mention the number 69. 69, dudes! We do. And you hear those guys. That's my number. That's my year. Come on, guys. That's my number. Yeah. 69. So our listeners, I know you guys might know 69 as a popular sexual position, but what's that? What, what's what that? also what was <laughs> the team that won the Super Bowl in 1969? I'll give you guys a second. Was it this one? Nope. I wish. Okay. <laughs> what well, Raiders fans too? What That's was cool. the I didn't see that. What thing. year did the Jets win the Super Bowl? 69, dude. Yeah. 69, dude. If we ever ask a year, it just randomly, if we ever ask a number randomly, it's either 69, 69, dude, or 55. 55. One of the two. So you can always just go to those and you will more than likely be right. And Peacock said Point Break is a great Keanu movie. Well, yeah. Look at, okay, look at Point Break. I'm Johnny Utah. He's in there. He got it down. No, he, I'm an FBI agent. They think he's a monotone actor. Nah, man, he just had it down. The best Keanu Reeves moment, like of all time, is in Speed when he's like, "Cans." It was just cans. <laughs> <laughs> cans. I mean, you just... couldn't believe it. Oh, so before oh. we get into this flick, uh, what was the name of the production, Alex? By the way. This one. What's the name of the production on the credits? The the company is Nelson. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us about this, Nelson. Like, why did you decide to produce this movie with your production company? I feel that Keanu Reeves, his best moments, his best character acting is Bill and Ted's. He's lots on the character. I agree. And actually, that is very true. I think his (laughs) best work has been Bill and Ted. He was so convincing. (laughs) And I was introduced to Keanu Reeves' work. 
with Bill and Ted's. I went Me to too. see the, the, the number one, the, the first show in the theater. Nice. It's like number one. Number two is bogus. Yeah, so excellent Bill and Ted's, excellent adventure I saw it in theater, believe it or not. So, yeah, so that's the production company. So that's very serendipitous, Corey, that you pulled that. And I got to say this, one of my best friends in high school was named Corey, too. Man, this is <laughs> Nelson Entertainment, though. Yeah, this is yeah. classic stuff right here. No side note. That's all. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> this was a summer movie released July 19th, 1991. And I think when it's all said and done, I feel like for Keanu Reeves specifically, his Bill and Ted performance is going to go down farther than any other performance, the Neos of the world, the John Wicks. After John Wick is done making the new movies, I feel like this is going to be the character that lives on forever. And because of our stoner influence, these guys are they're right up our alley. We've done Cheech and Chong so far. We've done Pineapple Express. We've done... What else have we done? We've done Grandma's Boy and Half Baked and Bill Half Baked. And that's the one, yeah. These are some classic stoners right there. Whether we see them smoke or not. Were you surprised? She does have the force. She is my daughter. <laughs> She's the one kind of new. <laughs> okay, get out of here. I'm doing a pod. <laughs> Hurry up. <laughs> All right. Let's jump into the movie, and how about, Corey, we'll let you lead this off here. Why don't you build how the how the movie starts? This movie starts in a dark place, because we're first introduced to the villain, Denomalos. Joss Ackland, famous King Arthur actor from A Kid in King Arthur's Court, big dumb movie episode. So that's for your 90s kids, but the My villain of this movie's introduced first. Mighty What'd you Jeff. say? Mighty Ducks. He was a good guy there, though. He was like oh. Bombay's mentor. Yeah. Oh, that's he was right. Mighty Ducks two, I think. Hey, y'all know Gordon Bombay was only four foot nine. <laughs> Emilio. Yeah, I was fucking right. <laughs> he really thought he was tall enough just to fit inside Charlie Sheen's shadow. <laughs> Go ahead, Corey. Sorry to cut you off. No, you're good. You're good. So we meet the villain of this movie. And it's in the, the Bill and Ted utopia future where th there's basically world peace. But we see that there's like a small faction of society that doesn't like this most excellent future. And they have other plans. And it's being led by, again, this guy, Denomalos. And what I think is really cool right off the bat is like his tool, his main tool that he's going to use to take out Bill and Ted, which is Bill and Ted evil fucking robots. And I think we get some of the best special effects in the movie when we see them like reveal themselves to be robots, right? For they sure. pull back the rubber skin that they're wearing over their cybernetic heads. And we get to see like their Terminator transparent skeletons. And I just think that looks fucking awesome. Yeah, that's pretty badass. And I got a question for you. Who is a better villain? Denomalos or Colonel Chi? Come on, Colonel. Oh, come on. <laughs> Hold on, hold on. I'm getting a phone call right now. Hello? <laughs> Did you kill them yet? Kill them. Kill them all. <laughs> hold on, I've got a call waiting. Hold on, I got... <laughs> kill them. Uh, I Colonel think that's Chee's an easy one. Best. That's an easy question. Easy answer. Yeah. Colonel Cheesy, he's got henchmen all over the place. See, Denomalos, he's going back there. He's doing something. He's got the henchmen, but he's doing the dirty work himself. He's getting his hands dirty. Yeah, I think Denomalos beats the Colonel. Mm. What? Yeah, here's my thing. 
I like how Denomino, when he talks, he got he got a resonance in his voice. You know what I mean? I like the effect that they got in the post editing or whatever. No, he he's eating chicken legs and stuff, chicken drumets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it sounds okay. like he's chewing food all the time, right? He's got some <laughs> residual food in his mouth. Half chops. <laughs> a weapon. He played all the same characters pretty much. He's he's good. Good. Yeah, yeah. What's his name? Leslie Nielsen. Nielsen. There you go. Leslie, Leslie Nielsen. Nielsen. What? He's talking about Colonel Chi, not yeah. featured in this film, but still a great villain from another dumb '90s movie. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. <laughs> and it's an amazing dumb '90s movie. Yeah, for the Kyle. biggest and dumbest. Because <laughs> I thought you talking about the Colonel in the uh, in in the bogus journey. The Colonel, oh, no, the, no. he they no. wanted him to join the army. That was hilarious. We'll get to him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Making a returning appearance from yeah, uh, same, same the yeah, they're trying to they're trying to get him to go to this boot camp. That's how you, they come from money a little bit, but you don't really see it when it comes to their house. Oh, right. that dude is a colonel. You're right. That's Colonel Oates. You're, yeah. <laughs> I see yeah, the confusion. Right? Yeah, <laughs> and so yeah, the, the one that he possesses later. This Bill and Ted's university just seems like the ultimate university to go to. You get history from the people who were. The historians you get, who do you bring in there, Corey? Do you remember a couple of the guys that he brought? He brought out? like the guitar player from Faith No More. So like he got one actual guy from like this era in time. But, you know, there's also some fake future woman who invented like the most techno babbly invention I've ever heard. We also got. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. What they say is, yeah. Sebastian Bach on the musical side. Who else we got? Like Albert Einstein. Oh, no. Thomas Edison. Yep. So they're and they're they making the Bo connection Garn- to the first. Bo Carnegie Hall. Did you, I started. I, I had a guest appearance. I was in there teaching economics. Yeah, I think Bogard was in there talking about economics, like <laughs> NFTs or something. I was Bo Carnegie Hall. <laughs> and unlike the first one, the, the booth it it's not like in the first one. It's like its own character. Yeah, the booth was there a lot. Yeah. This one, not so much. This is like the o- the only real part that is like really connected to the first movie, other than like the characters that are in the first if movie. You, if, okay, if you were eccentric rich, right, and you're in an auction, how much would you bid for that? What's your limit that you would spend on eccentric rich? That means we got all the money in the world. Ten billion dollars. Okay. What if your net worth was eleven billion? Because we could go. Well, still, because we could go back and we could figure out how to make it's us a prop. It's not an actual. Yeah, he's talking about the prop. Thing. Oh, I thought you said the real thing. I guess I missed yeah. that part. Yeah, there's a prop. It was like a ten billion for a prop. No, not for a prop. No, no, he a loves prop. this movie. I, I he is eccentric, rich. I thought you said that it was the real booth. We could go back in time and everything. Spend a whole bunch of money on that. I'll tell you, Bogart. So, if it's the one from this movie, from Bogus Journey, with the fake guitar prop lodged into the top of it, yeah, I'd go super high. Like I'd spend many millions of dollars on that. I am a big time like collector of things and I would love to have that. I would never have it, but you know, if I was super rich, fuck yeah, dude. It's worth it. I love it with the guitar, like just right in the top, you know, that like weird fake future plastic guitar they have. Yeah. Yeah. What did they never mention how deep into the future that movie goes, do they? No, they do actually. So no, it's the year. It's 26, wasn't it? You guys are going to love this. 2691. 
So they got a 69 yeah. in there. Nine, dude. Hold 69. on. 69. Yeah, what yeah, year was 20, that? I remember 26 something. Hold on. What year was this? 2691. 69, dudes. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure. Yeah, so how many years did they go in the What field? year was Woodstock in? 69, dudes. <laughs> they went a lot of years into the future there. Yeah, 1999. <laughs> Woodstock 99. Hey, you're a millennial. Listen, I listen, I remember Woodstock 94. Because Woodstock was supposed to be once every 25 years. But, like, they were, like, running back five years later. Like, Woodstock 99. And that went really well for them, Woodstock 99. Yeah, that kind of destroyed Woodstock <laughs> forever, that 99 one. Yeah. yeah. So, the way that they get the guitar lodged in the booth is now death to Bill and Ted, the evil robots. Bill and Ted, they get into the booth. But, of course, George Carlin, a.k.a. Rufus, he's trying to figure out how to take these guys down. So he just throws the electric guitar right at it, catches right on the booth, and then they all just evaporate. And then it just cuts right to San Dimas, and it cuts right back to Bill and Ted and their not-so-excellent music. What do you think of their music, Nelson, when you first hear Bill and Ted and, and his lady. <laughs> that's why I like the that's why I like the film so much. This whole thing of I get a crack out of it every time they do that. So the, the music's not any good, man. Listen, bro, let me just say it. <laughs> They're not any good at all. And I commend that woman because she's this is the fourth annual Battle of the Bands. You guys suck. But you know what? Pam Greer, you a break. Actually. And then, you know, what's right. funny is that they're so dumb. One and I, I, I love how they're so dumb. They're so naive. You know what I mean? It makes them naive, like innocently dumb. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like we could put you on at midnight. Cool. Because we're used to everyone just walking out on us already. You know I mean? <laughs> yeah. You know, what? you know what? You said a key word there, Bogey. Naive. And naive. People love naive characters. Because yeah, that's they why. Love, they love the happy-go-lucky dumbass. Look because they're naive. You know, what, uh, what, uh, what's the name? Uh, the, this is huge for that. She was naive, good looking, naive, and that's why you liked her so much. And she was so dumb, though. But uh, this, this could be a lot of people, I gotta say. No, <laughs> it's with uh, she played that real rich kid that came out in '96. Um, I actually know her from the farmer's market, too. She'd buy my food. What's her name? Uh, so Alicia Alicia Silverstone. Alicia Silverstone, yes. Hey, she's so dumb. Hey, I clueless, love her, clueless, hey, clueless. Hey, in the 90s, bro. Well, right, so it, it was Kelly Kelly Kapowski and it was Alicia Silverstone. Those were my crushes, bro. Yes. What yeah. about the Pink Ranger? The Pink Ranger was I. I like the Australian version. That's probably <laughs> the one you're talking about, huh? She was good, yeah. Cat. <laughs> yeah, she was way better than the, than Kim. Kim she was in like Zio. I'm a Power Rangers historian of sorts. Okay. So <laughs> I do want to talk about quickly. Let me hear you say. Let me give me a Kia. Yeah. <laughs> when Bill and Ted are like auditioning for Battle of the Bands, and Pam Greer is checking them out and seeing if they're gonna be able to make it. It's funny to me that Bill and Ted basically have no music, right? They just go up to the microphone, say who they are, and then just play insanity on the guitar. Like, they're just chaos, right? Like, you got, like, a drummer playing, and they're not playing in sync with the drummer, like, at all. And they just say their names. That's all they ever do. 
And she's, you guys told me you're going to be the greatest band in the world, but you actually suck. And they go, yeah, we don't understand it either. (laughs) Because George Carlin in the first movie showed up and told them, you guys are going to be the greatest band ever. And they're like, "Uh, oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. (laughs) They just, they don't know what the fuck they're doing. No, no. And it's like, they laid out this path, have no idea how they're going to get there. It really just started with graduating from high school. And now they're like a couple years removed. They work at pretzels and cheese. That's that was the excuse. Why since you guys work at pretzels and cheese, I'm gonna give you a shot. You know, and they were yeah. super stoked. Yes. <laughs> oh man. See the pretzels and cheese. It did it, it did them. They know that it's not enough to take care of the babes, though. Like they know that it's not enough of a salary. Yeah, they're not that naive. No, they are extremely woke when it comes to that. They don't know how they're gonna get money or anything. But they definitely know that pretzels and cheese isn't the end-all be-all there. But yeah, so they get their spot to go on last at midnight, final. and Wild Stallion! <laughs> it was funny when they talk about, yeah, we totally got booed out of Ted's little brother's like junior high school dance. Yeah, they totally turned him off when he was doing his guitar solo. And Shut up, Ted. He was so pissed about that. That's a lot in his life. Hey, don't bring it up. <laughs> all they do is guitar solos, though. Like, they don't actually play music. They just are both That's trying awesome. to do solos at and the you same know, time. Is this not, okay, this is, I feel like Little John just got a page, like, out of their book. Wow, like, they could, like, make songs. All they do is introduce themselves. They don't actually <laughs> sing a song. They just, just keep playing. <laughs> and you think of Little John's songs. I mean, that first one was just, it was them in a car going, yeah okay like the whole for the whole song you like think he's gonna rap but he like never gets around to it just couldn't fit it in just all right that's the end of the song boys (laughs) and uh yeah peacock is on it he said kelly bundy and uh, yeah kidda he's second in kelly bundy he said that was my first crush kelly bundy yeah hey because she was dumb as a fuck (laughs) and uh, what else don't tell mom the babysitter's dead right that was another movie that fits right in with this genre oh yeah Fuck yeah does that also what's the other one bro this is the 80s though but the ba- adventures of babysitting man oh yeah they have the same oh, actor yeah. dude i love adventures and babysitting right bro i used to rock a thor helmet just because just because <laughs> the little girl in that movie <laughs> oh, yeah, she was a badass bro. come on she was cool Dude, she liked Thor like way before Hemsworth was even a thing. Like, no one liked Thor in the '80s. That was like not a mainstream comic character. That's sick. No, they loved the '80s and '90s was all about loving on Spider-Man and the X-Men when you thought of Marvel. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. That's why, like, you know, when the Iron Man being like the guy to spearhead the guy to spearhead the MCU, especially the fact that Fox owned x-men and and sony owns spider-man so i was like okay what are the other ips that we got here you know what i mean and the avengers was like an untapped thing and then what's his name bro what's our boy bro robert downey uh, yeah bro, robert downey bro yeah fucking, Rob, fucking bob all right let's go where are we at where are we at you're back so okay so they get they got into the battle of the bands they're all super stoked and they're having like a party I don't even know what the hell the party was for. I don't think it was for getting into battle. No, they were going to take out the babes. Oh, the yeah, princess's no, birthday. It was, their it was like 
Happy 521st birthday. There you go. That's what it was. There you go. Super, super big birthday for these princes. They're old. Milestone. They invited Colonel Oates to the birthday party for some reason from the first movie. It's the dad. He's a dick. He wants him to not go. He wants him to. He's always wanted him to quit the band. Ted's dad. He's an ass. Nelson, do you remember Missy, the character who in the first one was married to Bill's dad? Yep. No. Oh, you said Nelly. So it's the blonde. No. It's the blonde. Now she's in this one and she's married to Ted's dad. I know. What a slur. Yeah. And she, she also went, went to the same high school as Bill and Ted. So I think she was like seniors when they were. Yeah. Because I think in the first one, it was like, remember when you were a freshman or when I was a freshman, I asked you to go to the prom? <laughs> yeah. You'd be your own stepdad or something. He said or something like that. You'd yeah. be your own stepdad. And maybe she'll marry you next. You know yeah. Right. I Thanks. say. The apple does not fall far from the tree, does it? <laughs> That's for sure. Nada. And, uh, see, it was really... Really like, in their Gino. It, it's funny because it, the way you look at it in 91 and even in 87 when the first one came out, compared to now, the, uh, the stepmom, stepson, that's a storyline on a very popular website. Oh, yeah, pornos. <laughs> um, 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 what are pornos they stray I mean, away from it and they try to make it seem dirty that, that's your mom dude but you can totally see down your shirt <laughs> oh yeah that was sick sick his mom yeah. so incestuous oh uh, yeah it's like the head of its time i guess <laughs> now yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what i'm saying like we live in a day of like free weirdos these days i just living free yeah, that's true you gotta you gotta get you know, i used to only go down in the south yeah, you might be right, Alex. This movie might have started like that joke or like that angle of the hot like stepmom that's not much older than you. I'm telling you. <laughs> and do you remember when they propose to the princesses? You remember? Yeah, yeah it's like then when they're reading the joints, they're like, "I wrote something for you." It's so funny because you could clearly tell they wrote it together, but then it was like. I wrote it myself, they said, right? Making alterations, right? Like when they start listing the boats in an ocean. And, uh, <laughs> you know? The other one's like, I was in a forest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My favorite part about their poem is that, like, they make errors and they, like, left it in the poem. He's right. surrounded by jellyfish, sharks, catfish. Oh, wait, that's freshwater. Like, he kept that in. <laughs> <laughs> he wrote it. <laughs> oh, yeah, I it's remember a, that. I'm surprised he can write and read. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was a classic scene. Yeah, about to be 17. They're about to be like 17 year uh, super seniors, bro. Like the moms would. <laughs> you have to listen close so you can hear like the different the differences because they do have one that's the volume is just lower than the other as they pan from one to the other. But that was always one of my favorite parts, just because it's super subtle. And that's just how goofy they are. It's just like Bogey said, they're like in a room somewhere. They're both like, okay, come on. We got it right. Because they're like one brain. Yeah. <laughs> they're like two dudes, half a brain. You know what I mean? Jay and Silent Bob, my hetero life mate, right? Yeah, they're sure. the hetero you know. life mates. Yeah. That's pretty yeah. good right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, give them a ding for that one, dude. <laughs> pretty good. And uh, then they both accept the marriage proposal. They got their nice little uh, plastic rings to throw on there. And uh, little hearts look ridiculous. 
I guess I have no basis for any kind of comparison of anything. They're from the medieval times, man. They were said to be raped and killed by the age of 12 if they weren't, like, being used to, like, pump babies out of them. Yeah. That was back then. They actually saved their lives. And now here they are celebrating their 569th birthday. <laughs> and to put perspective on what the rings look like. I'm sorry. 555th birthday. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> And those rings came out of a bubblegum machine. That's what those rings look like. Uh, yeah, those little cracker plastic balls. Oh, was that I mean, See, but how much money do you think they popped in there in that machine until they got that ring? You know what I mean? Couple they might have spent them easy. If it was 25 cents a pop, they might have easily spent like $8 in there. Oh. <laughs> they had to get two of them. It's got really oh, stoned. Really had, had to keep cranking. Keep See, that's cranking. the thing. No, I, the I mean, I would like to believe they get stoned, but there's never any innuendos. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? No, it's just this, it's just the way that he talks. God, that's the vibe. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> How many he... fingers am I gonna hold up? Or three? Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> One I of my mean, favorite like... lines in there was, uh, "Our girlfriends are most chaste." <laughs> At because least they're not married they're to our dads. <laughs> it's so funny yeah. because it's so naive that it's fucking hilarious, bro, because he's always being truthful. They really are. They you know are. what? They, I th you see, that came out before Forrest Gump. So they were like the Forrest Gump. Wow. You know, a, a double shot of Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump came out after, like a year later, I think. 92. You're right, bro, because Forrest Gump is not the first movie where the idiot changes the world. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually yeah these guys changed the world before gump did so gump's not the Hell first time's one. over man reason is... what's the guys what's the what's the other actor's name alex winter bill his just name his name alex is bill winter. alex huh? winter oh okay. alex I'm winter. i didn't mean i didn't mean to disrespect him no but talk he about the career paths right bill and ted he was bill he, william he, he had top billing Bill yeah. and Ted. Ted was sad. Give me William for the win. <laughs> he's a nah, he's Ted was, Theodore okay. was the win. Yeah, he gets Ted the W. Because right. Cano, you know, he's got a franchise. I would have liked to see. You go to Dave and Buster's, right? You're not like, hey, where's Buster's? <laughs> <laughs> right? Actually, you know Buster's the cool Bill thing. and Ted. Yep. Harold and Kumar. Not mm. Kentucky Fried Chicken. Who cares about the Kentucky? We want the chicken. But then there was Beavis and Butthead, and Butthead was clearly the ringleader. You know what I mean? See, he bamboozled Beavis. Listen, I'll put you first. You know what I mean? Was Beavis the blonde-haired dude? Yeah. Yeah. I and mean, when he they just, said He's just really... He's not... Butthead's calculated. Beavis is just very dumb. He's a like, fucking so Indian. But what's crazy, too, is like the way the, the way they sit on the couch... It's in. It's not in order. It's Beavis on the left and Butthead on the right. I'm sorry. It's Beavis on the right and Butthead on the left. You know what I mean? Yeah. What? When they sit on the couch, because oh. that's that's like if they were action figures and the playset was so the was sold separately, it would be uh, like a couch, like in their house. You know what I mean? Because that's all they did was sit there and watch music videos. So who's yeah. on our left? Beavis is on our left. When you're looking at it, but, yeah, yeah. Be Beavis would be on your right. Oh, so it's Beavis and Butthead, but when you're watching it, it's yeah, like it reads Beavis and Butthead on top of them, but it's like they're not under their name. No, oh, right? yeah, oh, really? Yeah. I didn't but, know that. But it does show them in order in the credits, 
You know what I'm saying? You know, when they run the the intro, one's you know what I'm saying? Left, one's looking left and one's looking right. Exactly. You know what I mean? And it's funny because when Beavis is on the right, he's always doing like kind of one of these. He's always at an angle, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then when he's, he's like on the couch, the brain's always right looking straight forward, you know what I mean? These are classic 90s duos, right? Bill and Ted, Beavis and Butthead, Jay and Silent Bob. Come on, oh, Ren and Stimpy. Ren and Stimpy, there you go. <laughs> Come on. What the else old, we got? The itchy and Scratchy. Ooh, okay, we're giving right? it to Itchy and Scratchy show. That's really good. Give me That was the first show where it was like it was like the Coyote, Coyote and Ro- Roadrunner, but Itchy and Scratchy, like he, he yeah, would, you know, that was do, a side two show two in the three show. More sinister things, right? He he couldn't just chop was off destroying the head, that cat. Chop off the head, then he'd take and dice off the head after the head was chopped off, right, or something like that. Hey, there was one they were making oh, fun like, of Fantasia, so there was hella little scratchies, right, little mouses. And then here's the cat, and he's just with a fucking what is it, a butcher knife, yeah, <laughs> and he's so much that they're turning into dust, and he's so tired, <sighs> and he's inhaling them, and then now they're all in his lungs, just hacking away. <laughs> he's falling apart from the inside out. <laughs> fucking awesome. Yeah, they always top the one, the the one murder, or whatever you want to call it, the one killing, to another level, right? Yeah. Oh man. All day. Unbelievable. <laughs> All right. Now let's get back at it. So the babes leave. They accepted the marriage proposal. Bill and Ted are all down. They know that pretzels and cheese just isn't gonna cut it. And then who knocks at the door? The evil Bill and Ted. But we they have no idea because the last time that they saw their future selves, they actually helped themselves. If it wasn't for if it wasn't for us coming back and talking to ourselves, we would have even graduated. They know they was robots. No. First of all, first of all, that's what the thing is too, is that they've already showed up on themselves before. Yeah. So you know what I'm saying? They're like, all right. We are really dumb. So let's just go with them. You know what I mean? They hop in the whip with them. They have no reason to believe that these are evil robots from the future, right? Never. <laughs> <laughs> until they're in that car and he's hey man it's pretty cold back here shut up it's like man that other use a real jerk <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> i gotta be more considerate toward myself when i become him and he said man i have a bad feeling about this that's when the spidey sense slashed the force started trying to tell him man yeah, and everything, the way that you see them, it's just funny when they're, before they go in the car and they're just talking to each other and they look over at them and then they both just raise the beers and smile. Yeah, I guess they are good guys. <laughs> yeah, so naive. <laughs> they great guys. It makes sense though that like they're, like the alcohol references at least, you know what I mean? Okay, cool, yeah, they get faded. Because, you know. They party. Just showing the mom, that's the only other explanation. Because the dad seems like he has it together, right? Like, their Gino isn't that fucked up. You know I mean? We've never seen their actual moms. That's just their stepmom. Never. <laughs> You're right. That's a good point. We just know they that they're... got the same mom, bro. They could. What if it's like... What they're if it's twins? Like, what, if it's, what if it's like Dirty Work? You guys remember that movie, right? Yeah, hell yeah. They don't know who... One of the guys doesn't know who their dad is. And then they find out it's the dad of the best friend. Who was the dad again? It was fucking... What's his name? They were swingers back in the day. It was Bundy, right? No, not Bundy. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm tripping. 
Who's no, the boy it was in? like the grandpa from Problem Child, right? Exactly. Yeah. There you go. Oh, that so was him. Yeah, we're, we're related. Him. It's a long story. My <laughs> dad had sex with his mom. Okay, so it's a short story. <laughs> <laughs> and he had the locket to show him that he was having sex with his mom because he knew that he'd never believe him. Wow. And then he's like, you cheated on Sam's mom? He's like, no. Who do you think took the picture? that was hard huh (laughs) yeah getting real deep into dirty work hey dirty work hey we gotta go on a norm mcdonald like whenever norm mcdonald's birthday or death anniversary comes up we gotta do some norm mcdonald shit that's for sure that's for sure okay so now they're in the van they had to take their van they threw them in the back and now they're just out going to the desert the mountains this is a very notorious like spot, do and Nelson, Corey, you guys know where the what other movies this has been in? Any insight behind the spot? Yes, one of my favorite TV shows, Star Trek, the original, Captain Kirk, mm. the, the Gorn, the famous Gorn. He was having some reptile. He was fighting with the whole scene. But no, sorry, the whole episode, and then it was there in that area, right, Corey? You remember that? No, absolutely. Yeah, that famous Gorn costume. It's this rubber. Godzilla yeah. monster that looks like shit. It's like they got it from a fucking Halloween store for ten bucks. <laughs> Gorn, out on Melrose Avenue. <laughs> you guys didn't buy that. Uh, I totally no. bought it. It's like a sleeve stack. You know what a sleeve stack is? Yeah, absolutely. From the Land of the Lost, that was a Marty and Croft uh, production. Land of the Lost, actually Marty and Croft. The I don't know if you're familiar with them. They also did HR. Oh, wait a second. Stuff. Hold on. Let me Land get this straight. Let me get it straight. What? So your parents named you and your brother after like directorial companies. Who, me or Corey? You, more Marty and Nelson. Oh, Mar- <laughs> yeah, I, think I, I totally missed that. Marty, <laughs> Marty Croft. Marty Shout out to Marty. Sid and Marty. Marty and Sid Croft. And actually the guy, he goes to the farmer's market. He's 93 years old. Still working, still producing stuff. That makes sense, bro. Sid. If he's going to the farmer's market he's and he's 93 years old, there's something to that. He's eating good food. Yeah, he does. He eats healthy. He eats That's good. True. Like the proper. Because I, I was talking to this one guy I see at the market all the time, get myself. I'm, I, was, I talk about HR Puff and stuff. He said, yeah, the guy who wrote that comes here to the market. I go, get out of here. I just mentioned <laughs> it randomly. I, went, I watched him when I was a kid in Canada. There's no way. He goes, yeah, you'll see him. And sure enough, I got to meet him and everything. And he's there. He's there That's like the universe, week. right? That's super mm-hmm. cool. He's from Canada, too, just like Keanu Reeves and someone else from Canada. I think you were supposed to say he's from Canada too, eh? Boogie, now, okay. now Boogie, why you gotta do that, man? <laughs> what do you mean, why gotta like do that? I always do these things. Like, <laughs> anyway, come on, man. Hey, what's up? Why don't you even bring up Marty? Tell me, wasn't that not one of the first five questions Gorn. I ever asked you? Okay, here we go. See us that going. So that scene. So I was, I was laughing at that that they actually found that actual that actual location, Corey. It's a very famous site. It's called Vasquez Rocks. I've been there. I think a lot oh, of people that live in Southern California have. It's out there on the way to Palmdale. And I think it's in a place called Agua Dulce. It's a really cool oh. spot, but it's used in a lot of movies, usually as a background. Um, uh-huh. It's featured very prominently in the 1994 adaptation of the Flintstones. So pretty much any scene oh, okay. where you see the background yeah. in the Flintstones, you will see Vasquez Rocks. So that's cool. So this is not Arizona at all because I always feel like when I saw that scene, it like, you know what I mean? It makes sense because they live in San Dimas, which is Southern California. Yeah. And they're in the car for a few hours and it seems like it would take that amount of time to get from San Dimas to Vasquez Rocks. So the locations seem pretty accurate. 
cool. And they threw them clear right off that son of a bitch. Can you see it on the? Do you have to veer off on the way to Palmdale? Because I got on Palmdale just a couple times, but I never. You can see it right off the 14. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I have to look for it next time. I'm big on locations. These guys know that. I'm a location. Yeah, hell yeah. He's our guy. Yeah, we did a couple episodes. I went to these different locations for the film reviews that we're doing. And kind of not lately, though, but. (laughs) You got to make a trip to Vasquez Rock so you can see the site where Bill and Ted were murdered. Speaking of appreciation for these sites, you know what I mean? You got to have the appreciation for these sites because these are like the settings that are like, they're basically characters in a lot of these movies. Just like you see an actor. Oh, I've seen him in that movie. He's the guy in the other movie. It's like when you see a place, hey, that's just like in that other movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're just as good as like these characters, right? You have to cast a spot, right? I got a perfect spot for this shot. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, we're going to wrap up act one, but Corey, why don't you to wrap up act one? Why don't you give us, give us some insight into the scene right after they get out of the van? Well, they get out of the van. They discover that the other Bill and Ted's are not them from the future. It's evil robots. We get some more good effects where they like expose their chest piece and we get to see the robotics underneath their artificial skin. That's really cool. They show that they're heartless. They show that they're heartless. They say, we're totally going to kill you now. And the funny thing is they are evil robots, but they still act exactly like Bill and Ted. So they're still funny and endearing. They take Bill and Ted up to the top of Vasquez Rocks while Megadeth is playing. And the regular Bill and Ted are like, we got to get out of this. They have one last resort to try to talk their way out of it when they're at the top of the rocks. They go, dudes, even though you're doing this, we love you. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And the evil dumbasses looking at him like, what the fuck? <laughs> bro, I'm a robot, bro, an evil one. <laughs> and then what did and then what did they I don't you can't say this on you can say it on YouTube, but they you can't say the F word on YouTube but what they I call them, recommend right? it. Yeah. This is a we can't say the F word on YouTube? This is a throwback. No, the, to the no, the, no not the no, I'm just fucking around. Around. He knows what you're talking about. Yeah, so no, and they call him out for I was surprised. Oh <laughs> what did they just call him that? Multiple times do we yeah. get that in the movie? And yeah, that's right. Oh, that's what he meant. Yeah, they did drop that bomb. Yeah, right. I just heard it the one time, but I missed the other ones. In yeah, that's the moment, one that it works. Them being evil robots, that being their response, kind of works, right? It does. That it might does. be would say <laughs> it does. That's why I brought up. I just wanted to like I like the fact that they said that. Like, okay, hold on, right, but hold on. It's not panel correct, decision. But. Group panel decision. Do we leave them on the pun intended cliffhanger? <laughs> Will Bill and Ted survive? Yes. <laughs> Tune in next time to part two of Bill and Ted's bogus adventure. Silver screen breakdown edition. And all the podcasts. Act one drops on Monday. Act two on Wednesday. Act three every Friday. And if we have bonus content, that drops on Saturday. So make sure you guys go subscribe to the Silver Screen Breakdowns pod. Apple Podcasts. Leave us a five-star review. Leave a comment over there so we know you're listening. On Spotify, leave us a five-star rating. It helps us jump up the Spotify charts. We appreciate you guys rocking with us for the podcasts. And Corey, remind everyone where to find you at. Big Dumb Movie Podcast. Listen to the episode called Kazam featuring Alex here. Boom. Yeah. And now we remind them, remind them where to find you. 
Yeah, Nelson Times, Instagram, and on YouTube, you can see my demo reel and uh, some footage of my acting montage as well as on there and commercials. And, and he's officially Facebook gone too. viral. What's that? He's gone viral. Oh, Painful's gone viral. Painful no, 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 not no, going no. away. Gone viral. Yeah, going that's that's yeah. Nelson's scene, key scene in Painful has gone viral. Yeah. Yes, it has. And two things are already viral know. from that movie. That's one of them. One of the, one of the two. You already know what time it is. Universe, give me money. The earth is a my turf. Tune in next time, folks. We'll see you next episode. Peace out. Uh, still the pictures, shit. This ain't a dream. We really lit this shit. Don't intervene, yo, we with this shit. That's where the most high, we the most lit.